0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to your first quickie, which means clay's unavailable. But that does not equate to me being at home alone and vulnerable for murdery things. I'm going to be giving you a quick scoop on coral reproduction. First, I want you to know something fascinating. Coral colonies that grow in shallow water are often long and branched, coral that is in deeper water will grow in sheets or plates. Uh, Flattening out allows for more efficient use of light in the depths where light is limited. And then a couple of coral factoids. A polyp polyp, is an individual invertebrate. So it is a sac-like body with a mouth, which might sound familiar to some of you. Self-reflection. I don't know. These polyps can vary in size based on the type of coral. These polyps will use calcium carbonate, a.k.a. limestone, from the seawater to build hard cup-shaped skeletons to protect themselves. An individual polyp, a.k.a. little coral person, may use one or multiple types of these three options for reproduction. First, the most boring Asexual reproduction, a.k.a. doing it by yourself. Polyps or colonies, a.k.a. more than one little poly, are disturbed or dislodged and can deposit on another part of the reef. So that's like, you know, if there's a storm or a shark or whale bumps into it or a boat, something like that. Or it can happen by budding, a.k.a. a parent polyp pinches off a little new baby to form a new individual, which is just a clone of itself. Corals can be boys, girls, and sometimes they are hermaphroditic, possessing both male and female reproductive cells. A colony may have both sexes, or it may be individuals of all of the same sex, like a little sorority. Then there are two different types of sexual reproduction. So there's internal sexual reproduction where an egg is fertilized internally and the little polyp grows its own baby for days to weeks and then releases the larva into the water and it will settle into a new home within hours. Then, the most fascinating, external fertilization, a.k.a. broadcast spawning, which sounds like a very communal thing, will occur based on the moon cycle tap into those zodiac signs i'm a cancer by the way which means i'm both loving and aggressive which can't be right annually in the spring this reproductive cycle occurs between three to six nights following a full moon for days to weeks corals will simultaneously spill their goo into the ocean And so they release both male and or female reproductive cells, gametes, into the water. So think of that next time you're swimming in the springtime in the ocean with your mouth open. The gametes will merge and fertilize to form larvae that will then float in the current for days to weeks until they settle on a hard surface and develop into its own little polyp. Any time larvae is floating, there's always a risk of predation or death. This happens from looking too good like a little snack and then becoming one, to a whale, or from poor environmental factors like excessive algae or high bacterial levels from wastewater pollution. This broadcast spawning is very neat because it allows for genetic diversity. Once a larvae is attached to a surface, it will grow into its own little polyp, a.k.a. adult coral, and then grow via division. Coral colonies can grow at a rate of half an inch to up to four inches per year, depending on light temperature, turbidity of the water, food and space availability, as well as predation. Now, let's talk about bleaching. Not your hair, not your behol coral bleaching occurs when the water is too warm. Yes, hello, global warming. Or there are limited nutrients or lighting. If this is the first time you've heard about coral bleaching, then my goodness, it's time to do some research and enlighten yourselves, please, for the safety of our planet. The algae living in the coral tissues will be expelled and cause the coral to turn white, aka bleach. And this increases the stress for the coral. So bleaching does not equate to coral death, but it puts them at high risk of dying. So they may not be able to recover. Once a coral is bleached, it will not likely spawn unless it's able to recover and reproduce again. One study between 2014 and 2017 showed that 75% of the world's coral reefs experience enough stress to trigger bleaching And unfortunately, 30% of those were killed. Reefs are important because they provide ecosystems to thousands of animals like turtles, fish, crab, starfish, jellyfish, whatever you like that's in the ocean, you name it. If that's not enough for you to care about this, coral also acts as a natural barrier for waves produced by storms and protects coastal communities. It also helps produce sea life that becomes seafood, which not only impacts sea industry, but human consumption as well. So next time you're having a nice little sushi roll, I want you to think of coral bleaching and what you're doing to help protect that sashimi from turning into a future of just tamago rolls, which is just egg on some rice for those of you unfamiliar with your sushi options. Lesson of the day, we need to reduce our carbon emissions. All right. And that summarizes our quickie. Thanks for joining me. Just because it's quick doesn't mean it's not good. See ya.